Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today, and we thank you for another opportunity to get into your Word, Lord, to grow spiritually, Lord, and to mature in the things that you have set before us, Lord. We thank you for the joy that you've placed in our lives, Lord, and the laughter that we have from you. And Lord, we just thank you for this new season, this new time of fellowship, the new year, Lord, and another opportunity to start afresh with those around us and with you, Lord. So we just thank you for the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness that you've shown each and every one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're excited to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word and specifically focusing on the book of Acts. So, welcome. It's good to have you with us. Mm -hmm. And we'd just like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. And, And we especially want to thank our partners, those that are a blessing not just to us, but to literal multitudes around the around the earth that keep us in prayer and the ministry in prayer, that sow in financially, that also like and share the episodes to others so they too can grow, not just in knowledge of, but in relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And also for subscribing and helping us to increase. Uh, We know it's the Lord, but you're laboring with us and helping us increase visibility on the number of platforms where you can find a day of prayer on. So thank you for laboring with us and partnering with us in the labor that the Lord has sent for each of us. This morning, we are continuing our discussion in the book of Acts, chapter 15, verses 1 through 31. So if you're just joining us, I want to encourage you now to take this opportunity to pause the episode and to read through that section of scripture, taking as much time as you need to get through it to help you follow along in our discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now, as is our custom, the floor is open for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, I promise. Okay, so the Lord reminded me of, um, inside of verse 9 where I was talking about, where the apostles were talking about why they, um, the Pharisees and those who said that they had to be circumcised to be saved, why they're putting a heavy yoke on the necks of others. And the Lord reminded me of Matthew 23, where it's talking about the lawyers and how, it, though this was talking about the physicals, also talking about the supernatural, but it was talking about how the lawyers would, lawyers and Pharisees, would put burdens on others that they wouldn't do, they wouldn't be able to carry themselves or wouldn't even carry themselves, though they had, 
though they could. And so the Lord reminded me that while most things start inside the spiritual, all things start inside the spiritual, then it goes to the natural. And so the Lord reminded me of how when people practice doing something, um, for example, they practice putting heavy burns on people or being nasty, that's what, that's what could come out inside the natural. Or if they're more so focus, focusing on, wait, let me go to another scripture. It's inside of Pro, Proverbs, I believe it's 18 or 15. Tell us what it says, and I'll look it up for you, darling. Um, it talks about how what whatever comes out of the mouth is what's inside of the heart. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks is... Mm-hmm. Let's see. I found it. Where did you find it? Uh, Proverbs 23, verse... Oh. Uh, verse 7 where it says for as he thinks in his heart so is he mm-hmm. and I believe Matthew also touches on it and where Jesus was talking about whatever whatever the person values or is thinking about inside his heart that's what's going to come out of their mouth but also not only inside their mouth but also their actions mm-hmm Okay, connect it for us. And how the Lord showed me that it's important before a problem reaches the natural stamp, natural position, but dealing dealing with it before it becomes an issue. And the Lord remind me of you and mommy, sorry, you and dad say that before some when something's an issue, first the Holy Spirit comes to us and speaks to us. Then he sends a then he sends a person. And it keeps on going like that. Okay, so let, let's give a little bit of clarity and understanding mm-hmm. to that. So when it comes to people, yes, the spiritual does govern the natural, but the natural also has a part to play in what's happening and moving in the spiritual realm and then reflecting back into the natural again. But there's also the inward person versus the outward person. So when you're thinking in terms of a human and a human's actions and their character, it starts inside and then moves outside, not necessarily spiritual to natural because no one is making them act that way, right? There's no spiritual being that can force them to do something against their will, whether it's even in demonic possession, permission has been granted at some Mm -hmm. point by that human for that demon to take up residence, in their being and then after that they're overpowered and oppressed and subdued by the demonic spirit but as far as what that scripture says as he thinks in his heart so is he that's talking about the continual meditations of the heart the decisions that you make internally determine who you are going to be externally so what you think on continually is what you're going to eventually end up doing so that's why the lord said murder starts where in, in the, the heart. heart in the heart long before the action ever takes place the murder has been committed in the heart adultery starts in the heart not with the physical interaction but 
with the meditation and the decisions and the determinations that happen inside of a human being long before they show up in decisions on the outside of that human being that now everyone else can see. So it's a similar correlation between the spiritual and the natural, but inside the person, it's it would be more so internal in your inward man versus your outward man. So similar comparison, but but different in regards to um, how the person is interacting and what's actually at play. Does that make sense to you, darling? Yes. Okay. So now tell us what you wanted to say. And also the Lord showed me, he reminded me of where Peter was saying that they themselves weren't able to bear it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord reminded me of, and the main purpose of the law is to give freedom to the people. But when it was, misconstrued and used inside an inappropriate manner then it became a burden and how yes and how when I was talking when the people were talking about that that they had to be circumcised first there it was becoming a burden to the people yes um so the law in and of itself was meant to point us to Jesus Christ, to show us the consequence and the penalty of sin and help us and make us realize that we cannot possibly be our own savior. We cannot bear the consequence and the penalty of our own sin. And we needed the Messiah to come in human form and take that burden for us, take that cost for us. And when we keep God's commandments, there is liberty in that because we are not made a slave to sin. So that's how the law and what you said brings liberty. The law of God, not necessarily the law of Moses, but the laws of God do bring liberty to us as humans because the penalty of sin is great. And when you don't have to pay that penalty because you're not racking up debt for yourself, there is freedom, much like someone who lives their life debt-free financially is free from the um, the threat of creditors coming to take their possessions or them physically to prison or take them to sue them or any of that kind of stuff. They have a, a mental freedom. They have a um, internal freedom and they have an external freedom because they are not in debt to anyone else. So if we looked at that in terms of what the cost is for sin and that it does produce death and it causes eternal separation from God, the penalty of sin is way greater than what we could, you know, compare to in natural terms of financial debt. So God is saying when you keep his commandments that you are um, made free in that regard because you're not entangling your own self into bondage. Now the absolute freedom comes from the blood of Jesus Christ and accepting him as your Lord and Savior and having his blood applied to your sins, right? Yes. And you still have a choice in adding more things to the book, if you will, that need to now be covered or that I'm giving the adversary an opportunity to come into your life to steal, kill and destroy. Yes, mommy. Okay. You got anything else? So they were trying to make people have to pay a debt that was too hard for them to pay and bringing them into bondage under sin instead of letting them be free in the grace that Jesus Christ provides, that faith in him provides. And the Lord also reminded me of another example with Phineas and Eli. While their actions weren't the same, they still would have similar effects. 
make with Phineas and Eli, it said that the people became, they started to dislike offering to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And as a result, it had become a sin. Mm -hmm. And I believe you're referencing Hophni and Phineas, Eli's sons, um, one of the earlier prophets. And he did do some judging for Israel before um, the prophet Samuel came and then eventually King Saul and King David. So his sons were um, violating the people sexually. Um, they were stealing from them. And they, because they were acting in a way that was unbecoming and ungodly and unloving, it caused the people to resent bringing their sacrifices to the Lord because they knew they would be faced with these, these ungodly people who had power and authority over them to make them give up the offering, to make them defile the the offering the way the Lord said it was supposed to be given and to lay with the women in the, in the tent that was supposed to be a place of refuge. They were making it a place that was hostile. And God said that made the people resentful towards God because these wicked folks were acting and saying they were acting in the name of the Lord, but they weren't. Yes. Okay. And how Lord showed me that Whenever someone says something out of alignment with the Lord, as a result, it becomes a stumbling block for others. Mm-hmm. And how the Lord sh- reminded me that it was important for people to continually to ask the Lord and not only to confirm it, but also to test the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I believe it's inside of 1 John mm-hmm. where it talks about that. Mm-hmm. That was it. Okay. So... How will a baby know to test the spirit? A baby in Christ, a new believer. How will they know to do that or how to do that? Or that even such a thing exists? I know you guys. Go ahead, answer. Um, To know, not know how to do it. To know that they should do, do that. They have to be taught about it. By, either by... Directly by the Holy Spirit or by someone that the Lord's that the Lord has ordained to teach them. Mm-hmm. So, in you saying that, yes, we should test the Spirit. Mm-hmm. However, that Amen. is something that is practiced or wielded by someone who is skillful, who has had time to mature, and is not a novice. Because just like you guys, when when we were all babies, but I'll say you in particular, because you're closer to it than um, your dad and I are. When you were babies, you didn't know anything. You just, you did what things you knew spontaneously. And I'll say they, not that you knew them and you consciously did it, but the the mechanisms that God put in you to cry when you needed food or you wanted to be held or, right, and to use a bathroom and to eat, you had those kind of promptings. But as far as actual knowledge of why and how and what and when didn't come for some time. And then even then it came stages uh, by stages, stage by stage, step by step. It didn't all come to you at once. And it's still happening. And it's still happening. We're all still growing. And in your your youth, you're going through different uh, physical maturations and development than maybe your dad and I are. That's why you needed someone to help you that was more mature than you, right? That had experience to protect you and to guide you and teach you how to do those things. So I'm saying that because it puts a higher... Um, you, you see why God says, 
be careful how you build on the foundation. You see why he says, be careful what you teach, be careful and how you treat these babies that are coming into the kingdom. Be careful how you treat the natural babies and young folks, but be careful how you treat his, his people coming into the kingdom and what you teach them because they don't know to test the spirit. So if someone came to dad and I, we'd know right off the bat and you know, exactly. the Lord would have said something before they showed up or as they're talking. <laughs> but, and you guys know how to do that now, but you haven't always known that. So as the Lord has placed a call on your life and as we're ministering to other people, mm-hmm. let us be aware that we're not teaching bad habits, which is also why the Apostle Paul writes that an elder shouldn't be a novice. You shouldn't put someone in authority who doesn't yet know and have a, a, a mastery of the things of God to teach correct principles to the coming generations because they will cause other people to stumble. And then what do you say to someone? Oh, I'm sorry. I affected your ability to come into the kingdom because I taught you wrong. How do you answer for that? You will be judged by the the Lord, your God, Mm -hmm. and we all will. That's why he says, don't, don't rush to be a teacher because there is a higher weight that comes. So looking at, it's not just an oops, I'm sorry, but it matters that we take the time to become um, study to show ourselves approved workmen that need not be be ashamed before our God, that we take the time to know him and to hear from him. And we are loving and circumspect and um, I'll say diligently cautious in the way that we teach and train other believers to approach God not fearful about it, but I'm saying make sure that we're teaching what the word actually says and not what I think the word says. Um, Now for these individuals, and and this is something that is common when people come into salvation, especially when they're new, there are elements of the world that are still affecting their thinking. That's why the Bible tells us to be not conformed, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that way we prove out what is that perfect, that good, perfect and acceptable will of God. So we go from, I think the Lord says to, I know what the Holy Spirit's voice is saying, and I know his heart and intentions because the thought to control others, right? To have some power over them is a carnal mindset where Christ says you have self-control. So understanding that difference and realizing that needs to be worked out of our thought processes so we don't come and try to put that on other people and try to find some means to exact control over them and let the enemy work through us as vessels of doing that because that does cause harm to others. Amen. Anyone else? Mine would not be fast enough for time's sake. Okay. Well, let's pause there for today then. And we will pick it up again on the next episode um does that does that work for everybody yes. yes it does all right well can i get a volunteer to close out in prayer then i will all right I promise lord i thank you for today i just thank you for providing us with your word lord and not just providing us with your word lord but giving us the interpretation lord and lord i also just thank you for just teaching us directly lord and just giving us people inside of our lives who hold us accountable lord in the name of jesus amen In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. 
Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.